Welcome to the Men's Bible Study Podcast, a ministry of Sheridan House. We continue today in the series, So We Would Know, a study through the Gospel of John. If you missed any part of this series, you can find it and others online at sheridanhouse.org slash mbs. All right, we're still in John chapter 17. You know that's the real Lord's Prayer. Um, we've named something the Lord's Prayer. This is his prayer. It's his prayer for us, and there's something embedded in here that's interesting in John 17, 6. I have told these men about you, as he's praying to God. I've told these men about you. They were in the world, but then you gave them to me. Actually, they were always yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. I love the NLT. That's out of the NLT, but sometimes the NLT works so hard to make it conversational that it's inaccurate. And this, this is really, uh, the NLT here is inaccurate. Inaccurate. It says in the New King James, I have manifested your name to the men. In the New American Standard, I have manifested your name to the men. I have manifested your name in the ESV, which is probably the most accurate of all translations, the ESV, the NIV. I have revealed you to those men. It's bigger than pointed and talked, much bigger than pointed and talked. It's I have reflected you. I've been a reflection of you here. It's, uh, it, it's an um, amazing picture here he's given us. And um, I was looking through Genesis last week, talked, talking about we were made in the image of God and looking up my favorite Bible commentator, he's heady, but is James Montgomery Boyce. And James Montgomery Boyce talks about we were made in the image of God. Your heart is to be, become the image of God. People are to look at me and my actions and see only Jesus, only seeing Jesus. Why would he do that? Why would he say that? Why would he give that? From the world's perspective, it makes no sense. So what he's saying here is, you guys, yeah, you're getting worried that I'm going, but let me say, I've reflected God because I am God in skin. Your job now is to go out and get that. Yeah, is to go out and do, I have manifested your name to the men. Your name to the men. It's interesting. So kind of when we come to Christ, it, it's almost like it, it, it's all different now. You are reflecting now. What are you, or you're reflecting the world or, and nothing more significant than a hospital. It's so interesting to me uh, in, in a hospital where it, being a nurse is one of the hardest jobs on the planet. And a ministry to a nurse when you're in the hospital and being nice and can I pray for you? And she's thinking, you're kidding me, right? You're the one having surgery. Um, and whatever we do, I have manifest your name. Manifest your name. In the Old Testament, in, in Psalm 910, it says, those who know your name trust in you. And it's not just knowing the name God. because And God has so many names throughout the Old Testament, you know, such as great physician, Rapha. Uh, all, knowing those who know, those who know your name Trust in you, for you, O oh Lord, have never abandoned anyone who searches for you. So it's this picture here. Do I know him? That's why it's so important to study. That's why it's so important not to have somebody else doing your studying for you. And I know, I get it. The Bible, this is just really a hard book. It's really a hard book. And it's a hard book because, you know, Rosemary and I went and got... Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months ago, Fitbits. She's trying to get me walking. 
Uh, I have a car to get places, but anyway, we went and got Fitbits, and she does all these things with her Fitbit. And she said, it's like a watch to you, that's it. And we were laughing about it, and I said, this thing is so complicated. I'm tired of walking down the hall to the sec. We have a section share now where it's pretty much not on purpose, all 20 and 30 something females, and saying to Annalise, I, I hit something wrong with this. And she says, You know, there's an electronic manual you could be reading. And it's on, it's, it's on your phone, and all you have to do is, Oh, I said, Annalise, you set me up with that. It's not in English. Well, let me fix it. I mean, no, it is in English, but it's not in my English. Uh, I don't get it. I know this is, this is challenging, but this is the answer for confidence, for courage, for understanding, <clears throat> for understanding. Yeah, in Psalm 27, some nations boast of their armies and weapons. We boast in the name of our God. We know who he is. We know who he is. Some boast in chariots, some boast in horses, the U U NAS says. But we boast in the name of the Lord our God. The picture here, and it says in Job 121, praise the name of the Lord. So when we hear these things about the name of the Lord, it means you know his names. It means you know what they really mean for you, and mean for you, and mean for you. And it means when all of a sudden, wow. I'm fearful now over something that might happen. I'm worried over something that might happen. What, what's, no, number one on your outline. The things observed in our daily walk, in the, in the daily walk of Jesus, in the daily walk of Jesus, revealed the character, the character of his father. He revealed in his daily walk the character of his father. It's interesting that these are all coming together at the same time because there's a, a ministry I love uh, to speak at, and I'm speaking at uh, in May 1 and 2, and it's called Jesus People Ministries. It's a church uh, on the Palmetto. Uh, it's so much fun to be in there. I will be the only white person in the building. The other speaker, there's two of us, the other speaker is a guy named Creflo Dollar, uh, is the other speaker. If you know about Creflo Dollar, you know a little bit about what about that church, but anyway. And I called the, uh, the bishop to say, can you give me the topic? This will give you another piece of information. And the bishop, she said, um, talk, about the, talk about leadership. Will you talk about leadership uh, when you speak? And I said, well, <laughs> can I have a little more? And she said, what about, what about the leadership style of Jesus? And I thought, wow, done. So this past week, I'm, uh, I'm up in the mountains working on this thing and realizing, all the things he reflects. He never walked by anybody. You know, when he's in a crowd and all of a sudden somebody's grabbing the, the hem of his garment uh, and he realized power had gone out of him, he stops and he said, who did that? And she's terrified and she's a woman who's basically been having her period for 11 years, uh, straight, 24-7, hemorrhaging. And so he wants to minister to her. He wants to love on her. So he stops and the, even the disciples are saying, you've you, you got a place you've got to be. No. The woman at the well who had to come at noon uh, and not go during the typical, you would go to, to the well first thing in the morning and there'd be other ladies there. It was a social time. You'd go to the well last thing at night and it was a social time. But this is a woman that Jesus, he's so cool the way he handles her. First of all, he sends all the disciples to town. 
to get lunch. Really, I mean, we'd really need to send three or four guys. Here's, here's what I want. Take my order uh, to get lunch. Because they couldn't handle this. She's a Samaritan woman. She's not only a Samaritan woman. She's a woman who's you know, been married four times and living with a guy now that she wasn't married to. And that's okay. I mean, I'm as big a whore as she is. Sin is sin. He didn't walk by people. And it's very interesting. He didn't walk by the female gender like his culture did. It's amazing, but also I think the greatest thing is his last, and you all know it, the last thing he did at the Lord's Supper uh, to teach leadership, and he's at the Lord's Supper, and when they get in this room to do it, uh, there's a basin uh, and, a, and a pitcher of water, and there should have been a servant, that's standard procedure when you get a place. Uh, interestingly enough, I don't know how it works, uh, but I think, they dis- I think he dismissed the servant. Uh, I've told this before, but when we were doing spring breakaway at Pier 66, and I uh, meeting with the manager and walking around getting set up for our ladies' conference years ago, and uh, he says, uh, I say, so you got a restaurant and a bar upstairs. So obviously the penthouse is not upstairs. Can I see it? Do you have penthouses? And he said, Yeah, we do. I said, Well, um, where are they? And he said, They're on the back, where the dock is. I said, Can I see it? I just want to see what a penthouse looks like. So he says, give me a minute, and he makes a phone call, and he's talking for a long time, and he comes back, and he says, the president of Delta Airlines is there, uh, so we can't go in, but what are you doing Friday night, such and such? What I didn't tell him was Friday night, such and such, I was, I, it was when I walked, would walk to get my doctorate. And I said, why? And he said, because uh, you and your wife can be here Friday night in the penthouse. And I said, Done. And Rosemary says, you're not, uh, 12 years it took you to get your doctorate and you're not going to walk. We're done here with this discussion. This will be awesome. So we show up and they escort us <clears throat> down to the penthouse. It comes with a butler. I have some serious expectations about this time in the penthouse. I don't want a butler in there. And so um, I said, so how long do you stay here? And he starts smiling. He's been through this routine before. He says, when your dinner is, is delivered... Uh, they're giving you a dinner. When your dinner is delivered, I will set it out, and then you want me to leave, right? I said, as uh, soon as you can, yes. <clears throat> I think, I think, we'll find out in heaven, Jesus dismissed the butler or whoever was the servant because there's a custom that has to take place. You walk into a house, there's the kiss of fellowship, and then your feet are washed by a servant. I'm not going into what happened after dinner. <laughs> yes. I learned something that this last weekend from my Sunday school teacher. Loud. The lady that, that touched Jesus' robe. Actually, it wasn't his robe. It was the collets and the things on the bottom of it. The reason she didn't touch him was she was unclean. Can I use that from now on and give you no credit? Oh, yeah, that would, that would figure. Interesting. They had been arguing at the table. They had been arguing walking in over who was going to be greatest when Jesus took over. None of them washed feet. Then the creator of our feet washed feet. Leadership style of Jesus, servant. Creator of everything, servant? Are we kidding? Leadership style of Jesus, servant. I have manifest your name to the men. You created them, and then, Lord, you served them, had me put on skin, 
and come down and die on the cross. Yeah, the character, I've manifest your name, revealed, I have revealed. Because remember, they'd been studying forever, the Jews studying a religion about God. But there was no personal. You had to go through the priests to have anything with God. I have manifest your name. So post-Christ, we have, we have such a privilege. to. Ref Why would you do that? Why would you say that? Why would you give that? Because I want to reflect Jesus. For those of you in your, and, and, and good statement actually, Ron, my first time you've ever had a good statement, but good statement. Those of us that are married are supposed to be serving our wives. Nothing in our culture teaches us that. Our culture teaches us to get served by her. Well, she's just not meeting my needs. We didn't take vows till needs do us part. Supposed to be serving, supposed to be serving. Number two in your outline, the more they learned about Jesus, the more they learned about God. The more they learned about God. Yeah, he says in John 14, 9, prior to this, Philip, Jesus replied, don't you even yet know who I am? Even after all the time I have been with you, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking to see him? It's me. It's me, number three on your outline. Very interesting this reflection, because these reflections are for us. Some of the character qualities of God as revealed in the life of Jesus, letter A, Jesus was consistent from beginning. Changes. God never changes. God. He was consistent the same time from beginning to end. It says in Hebrews 12, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 12. But you are always the same. Yeah, God never changes. Letter B, God was all-powerful as God is all-powerful. Jesus was all-powerful as God is all-powerful. Yeah, think about it. From the beginning, first of all, Jesus defied physics by walking on water. He defied matter when he fed the 5,000 and fed the 4,000. He defied medicine and science when he healed Better yet, when he brought Lazarus back from the dead, the creator could, can do it all powerful. There is no limit. Yeah, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. The word impossible has nothing to do with him. So I, I don't know what you're dealing with in life right now, what you're going through in life right now, whatever it is, all powerful. So I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to learn. What, what would you teach me here, Lord? Yeah, no, number three, Jesus knew everything before it even happened, just as God is, all-knowing. Yeah, the next verse in John 17, verse 12, during my time here, I have kept them safe. I guarded them so that not one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Here's the amazing thing about me. He knew about Judas. As far as I can tell, Judas didn't leave till after the foot washing. He washed Judas's feet? Yeah. I'm not any better than Judas. Sin is sin is sin is sin is sin. The difference is I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And for Judas, it appears when Judas saw that Jesus wasn't going to take it over and bring it direction, so we'll all be somebody in, in Israel and in Jerusalem. You know, what, what, do you, what do you keep talking about dying? It's takeover time. Last, 
Last Sunday, Palm Sunday was amazing. Lord, you walked in there. Now's the time. When Jesus doesn't do things the way I think Jesus is supposed to do things, these are the times for me to trust him. Just trust you, Lord. Yeah, because you're the truth. You're the truth, and that's letter D. Jesus said he was truth, just as God is the truth. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In John 14, 6, again, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me, except through Jesus Christ, period. Yeah, here's, a, here's a, another, another picture that we need to pursue, letter E. Jesus was righteous. God is righteous. God, God, is, God is righteous. Yeah, Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of this good news. It is the power of God at work, saying everyone who believes... Jews first and also Gentiles. News tells how God makes you right in his sight. He makes you right in his sight because he took your penalty. He took your penalty. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. We get so much here, and I'm convinced we leave it on the table, what we get from Jesus in this daily, hourly, moment by moment. What should I do here, Lord? What would you have me do? We get so much, but I'm so consumed and with other things, with getting things done, with, with everything other than listening. I need to be listening. I need to do this, and now, Lord, I'm out there today. I, I, I want to listen. I want to see it. I want to see, is there a need I'm supposed to meet? Is there a phone call I'm supposed to make? Is there a, I don't want to miss, and I want to risk past me. And the biggie, letter F, Jesus was love just as God is love. I mean, the list could go on forever, but he's saying, I reflect God just as you need to reflect me out there. Reflect me. When people look, do they see you all about Bob? Special this. Or do they see, wow. Wow, this is, this is amazing. Probably the most most godly men I ever had the privilege of spending um, a few hours with was a missionary from Tanzania. And uh, he caused the great revival in Tanzania. And he, he called on churches here in America to come over and help. He, it was, he, one year he baptized 12,000 people. And he couldn't get to them. And so that's how Billingsley started going over there. And it, it was, I had several friends that said, it's just amazing. They're just coming to Christ and coming to Christ and coming to Christ. And so Billingsley made sure I knew that this man was coming to the States uh, for a couple of weeks, and Billingsley had him in his pulpit. And I couldn't wait. I mean, I'm there with my little notebook and my Bible. He was horrible. He was horrible in the pulpit. And Billingsley was kind of like my dad. I'm here, Rosemary's there, Rosemary's taking notes because she's awesome. And Billingsley's watching me, and I, my face, unfortunately, tells everything all the time, and I'm kind of going. And I, we're done, and uh, Billingsley's uh, talking with him, and then before he takes him, he's, he comes over and says, what do you think? What do you, what, what did you think? And I didn't want to say he's horrible to Billingsley. I mean, that my pastor, I said, nah, well, he was different. He said, yeah, you thought it'd be a lot of glitz and stories, didn't you? And he may be one of the most used men of our time, for Christ's sake. He reflects Jesus.
Can you imagine if a group of men decided to go out and reflect Jesus in this town? Not for them, not for their sake, not to get, but wow. Yeah, this whole picture of all the attributes, I mean, God is holy, God is wisdom, uh, God is eternal, God is everywhere. What do I reflect? Me, 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 and me, me first? Yeah, number four in your outline. The names for God in the Old Testament were the character qualities that Jesus revealed to them while he was with them. Yeah, that's what he said in verse 9. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Come on, Philip. When you know the character of God, you have no choice but to put total trust in God. Total trust in God. God with skin on Jesus revealed their capital T. Their God and Jesus. And this is, Bob, this is the one that loves you. This is the one that came for you. You know, I, it took me 10 years in the ministry to begin, I'm still on the journey, to begin to, okay, I can trust you. Because for my first 10 years at Sheridan House, I was going to make it happen. And, I, and I'm not letting them go under. And they were going under. And honestly, and you know this story, the only reason I got the job is no one else applied. Uh, I became the director by default. There were three employees. We were dying. We were dying there financially. It was horrible. And it was a series of events where God basically said to me, and it was about the eighth year, uh, let me know when you're ready to get out of the way. You can't do anything. Let me know when you're ready to get out of the way. And it was the slow letting go of control. The slow letting go of control. Of just do what's in front of you. Just take care of people. Work hard. Take care of people. Go home. Take care of your wife. Take care of your kids. Work hard. But go home. I don't need you. You're in the way. Your, your life first is I can do all things through me. It gives me the strength I need. Let go. And, I, I, and it's sad. I had to be broken. I remember when Roby came to town and asked his mom to pray for him when he started that church out, started at that church out there. And he said to her, Mom, would you pray for me to be broken, to get broken? I know when Dad got broken. I know you're, you're broken. Would you pray for me to get broken? And Roby said, I uh, Rosemary said, I can't do that. I just, a mom can't do that. And sure enough, I mean, the first year, the church dropped down from 150 to 70. And there was a massive uh, war going on. And he looks back at that today, 10 years later, as, wow, that was a cleansing. When, the, when those 70 people left, it cleansed us. He said, I, I didn't know it then. I, I thought we weren't going to make it. Uh, we made it, and now, look, look what God's doing. Yeah, the whole key here is total trust in God. When you know the character of God, you have no choice but to put total trust in God, period. I have manifest your name to the men. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, verse 7. In verse 9, anyone who has seen me in 14 has seen the Father. The privilege we have now is even bigger because you're the new temple. He's in you. Don't know how that works. Don't know how he walked on water. Don't know how he healed. Don't know how he calmed the storm. He's in you, and greater is he that's in me than anything you're going to face, anything you're going to deal with. Verse 8, 
in our focal passage. For I have passed on to them the words you gave me, and they accepted them, and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. Yeah, my prayer is not for this world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. And all of them, since they are mine, belong to you, and you have given them back to me, so they are my glory. These guys who end up hiding out in the upper room, which is hilarious, don't even go to the cross after the resurrection are going to travel the world individually. It's the most amazing, amazing thing historically how doubting Thomas walked all the way to India sharing the gospel and was martyred, killed. I think it's Matthew that went all the way down to Ethiopia and was flayed to death preaching the gospel like a fish. Every 10, 10 of these men hanging on the cross, 10 of these men were martyred. One wasn't. The one who Jesus looks down to John and said, and said, John, behold your mother. Mother, behold, I'm giving you an assignment. Take care of my mom. And Judas, who betrayed him. These guys, once they got it, do you know we've been walking with Jesus, God? Almighty God, how can we not go out and tell everybody about this? How can we not be serving? Well, you know, we might die. And there's the great Braveheart quote, every man dies, few men live a life worth dying for. Giving it up for. Yeah, number six, just as Jesus was God the Father's glory, you are to be God the Son's glory. My obedience is to be God the Son's glory. I'm to go out there. Yeah, I'm the image. I'm the only thing reflecting. Not the church. That's as a building. It's people. It's us. Why are you like that? So am I the best neighbor my neighbors have? Yeah, so here's the question. And it's, it, was, it was in, you got to be my age to remember saving Private Ryan. And when they go in, true story, and when they go in to save Private Ryan, uh, the uh, lieutenant, Tom Hanks, as they're walking out, and they lost a lot of life out there, he turns to Private Ryan and says, make your life worth this. Make the rest of your life worth this sacrifice. Make my life worth the sacrifice. Yeah, number seven, does your life demonstrate to people the awesome impact Jesus has had on you? because you are the reflection. You are the reflection. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, or, or don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. It's so interesting, because you would think, if I were God, I would do this a little differently. Uh, pray to receive Christ. You're beamed out. Pray to receive Christ, you're out of here. You're beamed out. No, I've got something for you to do, son. Somebody led you to Christ. And she was a reflection. She reflected Christ on a college campus. Come on. I've left you with an assignment. Do I want you home? Oh, yeah. You don't have to go to heaven. You get to go. But between now and then, be a noticer. Keep watching around you. Yeah, Mark 4.21, and Jesus asked, asked them, would anyone light a lamp 
and put it under a basket or under a bed to, to shut out the light? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where the light will shine. So again, the question, does your life and character bring to light the awesome changes God has made through the sacrifices of Christ? Have you ever been anywhere and seen somebody function and um, let me say to Rosemary, he's got to be a Christian because of what he just did or what just happened or what just said or what, how just served or generous or whatever. has to be a Christian. Bottom line, you want people to say that about you so that your father's nodding his head. That's my child right there. Fathers, we go out of here today. We want to send these lampstands out into the community, Lord, for your glory. We want to be noticers. We want to see people in need for your glory, for your glory, for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Help us notice what you're doing and drawing us into. And we promise to give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. For previous messages, as well as other resources, you can visit us at sheridanhouse.org backslash mbs or call us at 954-583-1552. We hope you can join us again next week.